0: You know, last uh, Wednesday morning was an incredibly beautiful morning. The temperature was just perfect for being the beginning of June. And, and uh, since we are doing a lot of work from home, uh, well, I still have my Encounter the Spirit uh, study going on. And, and last Wednesday, I decided to do uh, my class outside on our, our back porch area. So I got all the computer stuff pulled out and, and had everything set up there on the back patio. And, and, and something happened in the study and at that moment, uh, Carolyn Moore, as she started the study, she started talking about can you describe the wind? And, and when she talked about that, there was a nice breeze that blew through our backyard, and, and I could see the trees moving, I, I can hear uh, the rustling, and I, I sat there and I thought to myself, you know, it, it's really hard to describe what wind is. Especially for me, because I'm not a scientist at all, and I, I can tell you what, what happens when the wind blows. I, I can tell you the, the feelings of, of the coolness of the air, the trees moving, uh, you know, little things rolling around because the wind's blowing and all of that type of stuff. But to really be able to describe what wind is, I, I can't do. It's kind of like how it is with the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes we, we, we want to be able to describe who the Holy Spirit is. We, we, we want to have uh, some, some tangible proof to say this is exactly who the Spirit is, but it's hard to do that. Now, we can easily start talking about what the Holy Spirit has done. And how we may feel the Holy Spirit in our lives, but, but to fully describe exactly what the Holy Spirit is, sometimes words are, are, are hard to come by. That's why we've been, been doing this study or being started the series last week, just to give us maybe some more words about how we can talk about who the Holy Spirit is and, and the work that the Holy Spirit does. In, in each of our lives. So my hope is as we continue to move through this series is that you're able to, to, to connect language of who the Holy Spirit is, but, but more importantly, that you can feel the Holy Spirit moving within your life. So that way you can't exactly, if you can't exactly say, this is exactly who the Holy Spirit is, you can say, look, this is a moment in my life where, where I've felt the Holy Spirit move and guide and lead me to be a more uh, faithful follower of, of Jesus Christ. So as we prepare to hear God's word this morning, I invite you to go with me and join me in a moment of prayer. Would you please pray with me? Oh God, we thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And as we take this opportunity to continue to discuss and to continue to to learn about who the Spirit is in our lives, we pray that you open our hearts to hear. We pray that you open our minds to receive your word and, and, and to make that word become action so that we can fully live in the goodness of this second gospel, the gospel of the Holy Spirit. So Lord now we pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight o Lord my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So our scripture for this morning is written in the letter to the first the first letter to the Corinthians chapter 2 verses 12 through 16. I invite you to follow along and read with me. Paul writes, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. That that we might understand the things freely given to us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit. Interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural person does not accept The things of the Spirit of God, for they are a folly to him. And he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I want you to hold on to that that very last line of our scripture during this message, that we have the mind of Christ. Because when we have the mind of Christ, we are then able to, to fully understand the work of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit is able to move inside of our lives last week we started this series by by talking about the promise of the spirit and we talked about how jesus told his disciples on several occasions about the coming of that holy spirit and and we don't have to look at just at what jesus said in the gospels and the work that happened in the rest of the new testament but the work of the Holy Spirit has been seen all through the entirety of Scripture. Last week we, we mentioned the Holy Spirit being there a part of creation. When we, when we move forward to uh, the story of Nehemiah when they were rebuilding the, the walls of Jerusalem, we hear that the Holy Spirit was there guiding and leading them. And of course, as we celebrate what happened in the book of Acts and the coming of the Holy Spirit, we see that promise again and again, that receiving of the Spirit to allow the church to then scatter throughout the world. And that gives us here in Royce City, Texas, the Spirit and the faith in God and in Jesus and of the Holy Spirit. See, the the gift of the Holy Spirit, the promise was for us to not just to hold that gift tight, but then to share that gift with others. But in order for us to do that, we show that we must receive the Spirit of God. See, when we are attuned to the Spirit, we are able to take time to understand the gifts God has given us. And, And we move away from quick fixes and and living in isolation to commit to a journey with Jesus over time. I don't know about you, but for me, I love quick fixes. Uh, When I do a quick fix, I'm able to to, to do it really, really fast and I'm able to move on, but but there's one thing that I always know about quick fixes, at least the ones that I do, is that whenever I'm hurrying and, and I'm rushing through stuff to get something done, most of the time I will have to go back and redo it because I did something wrong. Because I was so much in the mindset of trying to do something fast that I miss the important things. My friends, that's what it's like with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we want a quick fix for what's ailing us and and the things that are hurting us and that are harming us and and we we move so fast through these things that we fail to see God actually at work And, and, and relying on the action of God in our lives instead of relying on our own actions. John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement, he talked about this through different phases of grace. And there are three that maybe you've heard of called providential grace, justifying grace, and sanctifying grace. And we normally put different attributes on these different acts of grace. But John Wesley would also point to the acts of grace as a house. And that the pervenient grace, which is the grace that, that is given to us before we even know who God is, is like the, the porch of the house. You know, if your porch can be a very beautiful place, it's a great place to hang out. You can see uh, the, the nature all around you. Maybe you can see neighbors passing to and fro, but, but really the pervenient grace is just kind of a welcoming, saying, hey, look, I have something for you. I have this ability to to give you something, but there's more if you just walk through the door. And when we have that opportunity to walk through the door, that is the act of justification. That's when we we accept the work that Christ has done for us, his, his dying on the cross and rising again so that we may have life and life abundantly. We have the opportunity to walk through the doorway into this magnificent house that God has prepared for us. But again, we can get stuck. We can get stuck at the doorway just looking all around us and, and feeling not worthy enough to come in, but knowing that we've done just enough to receive God's pardon in our lives. See, see the gift of the Holy Spirit is to remind us that that we are no longer held tight to our sin, but but we are then set free. And we live in what is called sanctification. And what sanctification is, is that it means to be made holy, to to be set apart, to be sacred, and, and to consecrate our lives. And the only way that we can do that is if we continue to dig into the work of the Holy Spirit. See, see, the work of the Holy Spirit allows us to be a part of the mind of Christ. You hear that phrase again, as we, we, we saw at the very end of our scripture, it's for us to know the mind of Christ. And then we start to grow and know the mind and the heart of of the entire triune God. So the ways that we we see this in action is how we continue to fully explore what pleases God, and then that becomes our desire to fully love God and to love our neighbor. Sometimes that sounds very... Uh, remedial, if you will, or very elementary. Sounds so simple to know that all we have to do is to find ways to, to love God and to love our neighbor, but that is what the work of the Holy Spirit does. It, it gives us the opportunity to fully see the action of the Holy Spirit on our lives and to enact that in our whole being. Let's see, here's the kicker. We can't run through the house and expect fully to know who God is. And sometimes we do that in our own spiritual lives. You know, to, to remove the house analogy, sometimes we move so fast through our own lives that, that we fail to take the opportunity to know who God truly is. See, sanctification is a call for us just to slow down. And explore to see God moving in and around us and, and beckons us and the desire to be like him when I was in high school my brother and his friends my brother is uh, three years older than I am so when he was a senior in high school I was a freshman and when I got to Hutchinson High School I was so nervous and scared because the campus was this this sprawling campus and and i would have a class all the way over here in a hall and i would have to move all the way through g hall through b hall all the way over to c hall to get to my next class so I, I would, got this system down where I would put my head down, basically just look at my feet, and I would just move as fast as I could all the way through campus. And I did that knowing that I was trying to move fast, but I missed things around me. One day, uh, my brother and his uh, friend Brad were talking about me. And I and I caught this conversation. And they were talking about how I would stealthily move through the high school. And I saw them reenact the way that I, the way that they saw me interacting as I went through the hallways. And whenever I saw that, I said, you know what? I'm missing something. I would get the class, and we had a five minute passing period, and I would get from A hall to B hall in just one minute, and then I'd be sitting on the class all by myself, because I was so scared that I didn't want to miss that, but what I was really missing were the relationships and and the, the activities that were going on as we were passing through the hallways. Whenever I was thinking about that this past week, I was thinking, you know what, that's what I do with my own life at times. I want to move so fast and so quick that that I fail to see that there are other people around me. I fail to see that that I I want to to make my way the way that everybody needs to see that I miss other points of views. I I think that God may only work through me or the Spirit may only have one way to work through in my life but i miss the spirit moving in the lives of those around me so that comes to our invitation for this week while we are still slowed down while we can't run from one thing to another i invite you to take a moment and invite the holy spirit in your life. So, so you're not like me as a freshman in high school with my head down, moving as fast as I can from one area to the other, but but to see God moving in the people around you. To see that the Holy Spirit may be calling you to do something totally different in your life that refreshes you, that that builds you up. That maybe even what the Holy Spirit is calling you to do is to refreshen other people, to build others up around you. Just like Paul says in the second letter to the Corinthians in verse six, "Let there be light in the darkness. May the light shine in our hearts so that we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. So your challenge for this week is that if you feel a move from God to fully explore what it means to live in sanctification, send me a Facebook message, or you can email me at Pastor Chris at fumcroycity.org. I would love to have the opportunity to talk to you and explore a life full of God's love and grace, so that you may then go share that love and grace with those around you. Let us pray. Oh God, we thank you for your love and your grace. We thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we thank you for the gift of prevenient, justifying and sanctifying grace. Help us to fully be aware of you moving in and around us. And God, as we continue to wait, Let us not rush forward in a way that that causes us to miss your moving around us. Help us to to find a way to allow your spirit to guide and lead us and to move us and to, to challenge us so that we may be the body of Christ to the world around us. So, Lord, we pray this. In the name of the one who loves us and cares for us, Jesus our Lord. Amen.